Well, hello there, dear friend, and thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. Uh, This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Uh, You're listening today to Hugh Heenan, currently ministering out of Trinity Gardens, Seventh-day Adventist, as well as Faith Adventist Centre in Mawson Lakes in Adelaide, South Australia. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you as we explore some really important important topics today, uh, some very topical topics, one could say, uh, but also ones which are very much timeless in their nature. Uh, This week, we have been uh, on the Drive Time Big Q&A, exploring a really important topic, a vitally important topic, and that is with regards to our health. Uh, Many a time it's been said that uh, if you don't have your health, uh, what do you really have? Uh, Some would say you don't have a whole lot. Uh, But uh, health is very much an important part of uh, maintaining an optimal life and one that uh, uh, everyone would wish to live. And uh, so uh, this week's topic is following that theme of the Bible, physical health, and spirituality. We've been really blessed to hear from various different presenters during the course of this week looking at that overall theme. And uh, today we are going to uh, drill down a little bit deeper and uh, look at the topic of who owns my body? How important is body image? Uh, and uh, I'm really delighted, in fact, uh, to have with me, uh, not in the studio, but certainly on the line, uh, here with uh, with me uh, uh, at this time, uh, Ricardo Schaeffer. Uh, it's great to have you with us, Ricardo. Great to be here once again, Hugh. Now, Ricardo is ministering out of, I should hasten to add, uh, the College Park Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, here in Adelaide as well, and uh, also at Wisto in the uh, the beautiful Adelaide Hills. And uh, so, uh, as I've mentioned here before, both uh, Ricardo and myself, we, we minister in... Uh, uh, two churches that are very close to each other, and uh, I think that makes it uh, even more collegial when we get on air as well. Mm. Um, so, uh, Ricardo, I'm, uh, I'm really delighted that uh, we can look at this topic today. Would you agree that this is a, a really important topic uh, in today's world and at every time? Definitely. It has a very big impact in, uh, in everything that we do. Mm. Without health, as you mentioned, what can we do? Well, this is very true. And uh, in fact, as well, uh, it's probably true to say that uh, God, having created us, would be very interested in our health and well-being as well. Uh, Would I be right in saying that? I would agree, 100%. Well, Ricardo, I wonder if uh, you would do us the honor this evening as we are about to embark on this epic journey of of health and vitality and well-being that that God would have each one of us to be on, at least as optimal as it can be in these these present circumstances that each one of us find ourselves in. I wonder if you would uh, be ever so willing to to lead us in prayer and and ask the Lord to lead us in this discussion today. Of course. Let's, Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we recognize that you made us. You are the creator. You know us. You know exactly how we can be truly happy, how we can be truly healthy. And you have all these guidelines for uh, for our happiness, for us to be healthy, because you love us, because you're the creator. Lord, as we um, review some of these uh, guidelines, Help us to um, to put them in practice and to know that you want us to be healthy, not just uh, emotionally and mentally, but also physically. They are all interrelated, and you know that well because you made us. Thank you once again, Father, and be with us as we 
um, study together this topic. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor uh, Schaefer. It's uh, such a, a joy to uh, be able to talk with God on the airways and, and to have uh, people join with us as we do so. Uh, now, we are actually in a great position here tonight or today uh, to be able to to share um, with our listeners a an offer that is unique to this particular program uh, today. Uh, and uh, it's, or at least as this goes to air, uh, because it may very well go to air at, at future times as well. Um, but uh, for anyone who's listening right at this very moment, uh, we don't just have a free giveaway for the whole week for this uh, series of uh, topics on health, but we also uh, have one for each specific day. And uh, today's uh, free giveaway uh, is 10 choices for a full life. And uh, this is actually a book by a health professional uh, and a dedicated Christian, uh, Katia Reinert. Uh, and uh, now Katia has written a book which uh, I guess really speaks to the choice that each one of us has uh, and as to how that we might be able to dovetail into the plan that God has for our health and for our lives. Uh, and so it uh, is a book that is going to be really helpful because it doesn't just outline all the many things that I think we're increasingly growing to know in terms of medical and uh, personal health uh, in this modern age, but it, it also really then talks about how to, in a compelling way, uh, make healthy choices about our health and, and how to be able to, to master our health, God helping us, and uh, by the choices we make, uh, to uh, to live the optimal health we can. And so the free giveaway we have today, which will really help our listeners in this regard, is 10 choices uh, for a full life. And uh, to receive this offer, all you need to do is just text uh, the code word SA, that's capital S, capital A, SA56. So that's uh, SA as in South Australia, uh, SA56, and the and uh, to text that through to 04888 80811. And of course, that's a, an offer that's for anyone, anywhere, uh, within the bounds of Australia. Um, so that's, uh, SA56 to 048880811. Just text that through and, uh, that free book is yours. Ten choices for a full life. Well, at this point in time, uh, there are, uh, many wonderful, uh, choices that we can each make and they're empowered very much by, uh, by words of life that God would want us to, uh, uh, that God wants to share with us. And uh, there's a wonderful song I'd like to share with our listeners just now. It's called uh, Wonderful Words of Life as Performed by Revelation. And uh, so let's tune in and listen to this, and we'll come right back as we continue our topic for today.
We hope that you enjoyed uh, that uh, wonderful song about wonderful words of life. We have a wonderful God who wants to share words of hope, of peace, of uh, renewal, and of joy uh, into our lives. And uh, certainly Amen. every word that the Lord shares uh, is a word of life. And, uh, of course, the, the one who is the word, the Lord Jesus Christ, he came that we might have life and have it to the full. And so it's wonderful to uh, be able to be with you uh, today and with my co-host uh, and presenter, uh, Pastor Ricardo Sheffer, as we're about to embark on this journey of looking at what does the Bible say about about health and about life. And uh, so very apt that we were listening to wonderful words of life just now. Uh, well, what we like to uh, do uh, on the Drive Time Big Q&A is to explore very topical or current uh, topics that are in the news and uh, and we'd like to see what's happening uh, around us uh, as we uh, then move into uh, the topic for the for today uh, and uh, this week uh, something which has really caught our attention uh, relates to uh, the decision that was made by the US Supreme Court uh, just uh, uh, over the weekend uh, our time with regards to uh, to abortion. Now, this is a really uh, controversial topic, of course, uh, yes. because it intersects with so many different lives. And, uh, and, and of course, there's, there's a great deal of emotion that gets wrapped up in this topic as well. Um, now, it just seems to us, though, that this is uh, something that perhaps we should look at today, uh, even if but briefly, uh, because uh, today's topic, let me just remind our listeners, is who owns my body? How important is body image? Now, it's really interesting, uh, Ricardo, that, that I must let our listeners know that this topic and its title was chosen before this decision was handed down. So some while ago, this, this topic was chosen. This title was, uh, mm-hmm. it was actually given to us as something to explore. Uh, and uh, so we certainly didn't choose this topic. We didn't choose this title uh, with abortion in mind at all. And that's certainly not what we're exploring in our main uh, uh, exploration uh, with regards to health today. But it does seem to interact with, it seems to be relevant to uh, what the Supreme Court has just uh, delivered in terms of a verdict regarding uh, Roe versus Wade and uh, and the abortion rights or uh, uh, the, the, the matter of abortion in the United States. Uh, so, uh, yeah, as we think about that, uh, I wonder, uh, Ricardo, shall we go where angels fear to tread uh, and, and just discuss uh, here here and now, as to um, what we think this um, this verdict might mean for for the Christian. It is controversial indeed. There is a, there's a lot of um, different views on this, and um, people feel offended and uh, they want to defend their rights. But um, the truth is that um, our rights finish when someone else's rights begin, and. As Christians, we need to look at what the Bible says. Um, when considering abortion, it's interesting to uh, think logically. For example, if they were to find a microorganism in Mars, just imagine. Hmm. I'm sure the headlines and all newspapers would say something like, they found life in Mars. Am true. I correct? I, I think you'd be right. Yes, that's yeah. absolutely true. So, and just because they, they would find this microorganism, but when you find a baby inside a mother's womb with arms and hands and legs and a heart that is beating, 
I don't understand why people say this is not life. Mm. You know, yet a microorganism that that is life. So, uh, I, I personally I do not agree with that term, uh, my body, my choice, because the the body that is inside the mother's womb is not her body; it's someone mm. else's body. Mm. So that, that is my take on on that. So. Yes, and so it just, I guess, goes to show that it's a very uh, vexed issue because you do have, in actual fact, not one body but two bodies, and each body right. is somebody in the sight of God. Each each person is so precious in the eyes of God, and the yes. life of both the mother and the unborn child are both uh, very valuable and and precious beyond all measure. Uh, and yes. and so because that's true, um, it, I find it quite. Uh, I, I'm like yourself there, Ricardo, uh, in the sense that um, I find it quite uh, strange that we like to engage in this either or debate, and we do it in so many mm. different topics, don't we? And, and perhaps we're doing it in this regard as well, with regards to that of a mother and, and child yet to be born. Uh, when in actual fact, it should be both and both. Uh, let's love True. both. Let's care for both. Uh, let's uh, consider the health and life of both. Yes, um, two and, and different bodies. Yes, that's right. In one, uh, but uh, the only difference, or one of the differences between these two bodies, is that one body can speak and the other not yet. Mm. <laughs> but if it could, I'm sure it would say something like "Don't kill me." <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I'm, I'm sure that 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 would be true. Um, could it be in saying that uh, that there might be circumstances where uh, abortion could be a part of the picture? Uh, and the reason I ask that is because uh, there are some instances, of course, where the uh, not just merely the health, and we are, we are talking about health today, but uh, the purpose of health is life, isn't it? Uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, life to the full, as much as it can be. Exactly. And, and, and with regards to the mother, there are some circumstances, are there not, where a mother's life could be endangered uh, yes. for a pregnancy to continue. Um, and I guess that's really where... Uh, things become quite vexed indeed. Um, any thoughts on that, uh, either biblically or, or, or in terms of eternal truth? Um, maybe logically, just logically, mm. um, that is a different case in my opinion because that, that that comes down to having no other choice than to choose one of them because you can't save them both. So in, in that case, what can you do? It's not your choice. Uh, you have to choose one. Um, but when you kill a, a creature uh, voluntarily, when you could have another choice, then uh, that is not uh, approved by by God's word. It's that that is killing. I understand that there are some circumstances where uh, women have been raped and they don't want to have anything to do with the one who perpetrated uh, them. Uh, but even then, uh, they could give that baby to someone who cannot have babies, perhaps, and would be more than happy to look after that life. Uh, but if we want to go with what the Bible says, we should always protect life. Mm. And both lives, right? Uh, both the both mother and and the unborn child. Um, it, is. it is interesting. You have raised a, an interesting area there because you mentioned rape. One might uh, dare to um, even uh, even mention uh, incest uh, or any yes. any occasion where you know, a woman or, or uh, uh, 
you know, a female has been um, coerced uh, in some way sure. uh, to engage in uh, sexual intercourse or, or mm-hmm. you know, physical lovemaking, but you know, not really lovemaking, is it? When you're being forced, that's that is rape, and that is that is true, yes, uh, and that of course uh, could, in some instances, even be incest. And where that is where that's occurred, one can have a great deal of empathy or sympathy, at least for. For the victim, yes. and um, yes, of and in actual fact, both are victims in in many respects, aren't they? Both the the mother, uh, as well as the uh, unborn child, are, are victims. That's of the exactly perpetrator. right. Yeah, and the so, unborn child, it's not it's not its fault. You know, the, the the baby should not be killed, put in that way, because of something that happened to the mother. We understand that uh, we should take care of the mother when these things happen. And but but at the same time, it's not it's not the baby's fault that this happened. Mm. Uh, I always say that there is always another couple or another person who would delightfully take care of this baby if that mother is not uh, in a capacity to to look after that baby. And this we should really... never kill any any baby inside the womb. That's right. And it really brings us to a, a related topic, and that is uh, such a shame that uh, in this day and age that why, whereas abortion laws are so advanced, and when I say advanced, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have been pushed forward um, to such a degree now that uh, people are able yes. to have abortions to a much later stage, uh, not just have an right. abortion, but a much later stage of that uh, uh, that unborn infant's uh, uh, or, you know, prenatal child's mm-hmm. uh, development uh, many, many weeks and, and in, in many instances even months into the pregnancy. And yet when it comes to adoption <laughs> laws, adoption laws have not kept a pace, have they? In fact, in many respects, they've been constricted. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, people find it very difficult these days to uh, give out their child for adoption or at the very least to be an adoptee. Um, mm-hmm. to, to sorry, you know, to adopt a child. Uh, it seems like uh, it's very difficult to do that. But at the same time, that shows the value of that child, doesn't it? Because uh, we want to make yes. sure that it's with uh, with someone who would um, fit all the criteria to be a loving parent. And uh, and and yep. probably, if anything, uh, we probably should add that uh, uh, this is a, a viable option, and, and perhaps we should be looking at ways as a society mm-hmm. to make uh, adoption in these circumstances of, say, for example, yes. rape. That's and the way of helping each other. Of helping each other out, but um, mm. in ways that hopefully will provide that child with both a mother and a father. And that's another topic all over again, True. isn't it? <laughs> Today's yes. world at the moment yeah, as well. One. Yeah, that's uh-huh. um, Now, so because we really care about the child, but we really also care about the mother. Um, and uh, so, yeah, really difficult uh, difficult uh, topic. Uh, oh, no one would yeah. wish to find themselves in that position. And, and the argument is also that um, while the baby is inside the womb, is not yet alive or considered alive, you know. Uh, but what the Bible says is, this is interesting, in Psalm 139, mm. verses 13 and 14, mm. uh, David says, for you, speaking about God, for you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. So, uh, even from the time that he was a baby inside his mother's womb, David was you know, praising God for, for his works, for making him inside his mother's womb. Mm, that's that right. is significant. It really is. Uh, and to think that God saw our unformed being, so to speak. Yeah, yes. e- even when we were what uh, medical science would call a zygote, 
uh, or a fetus, um, we uh, long before we were even born, God saw uh, our unformed uh, substance. And so it's really interesting that God values life so greatly in such a way. Uh, and his thoughts towards us are like all the grains of sand upon all the beaches in all the world. Uh, so great is his thoughts and love towards us from the very moment of conception. In fact, um, I, I fail to recall exactly where, but uh, from memory I recall that in the book of Exodus, uh, just after the Ten Commandments there somewhere, maybe chapter 22 or thereabouts, 23, uh, that there's made mention of the fact that uh, the, in God's eyes the the life of a woman is certainly equal to that of a man and vice versa, but also the life of an unborn child is considered to be Very interesting. the equal of of a fully grown male uh, and a fully grown adult, a male or female. So it's really interesting there, isn't it, to think that uh, God sees this in such a light, and yet there is such a debate in some people's minds as to, well, when does life begin, uh, and is the life of an unborn child as valuable as that of one that is that has been born? Uh, I think it's probably important for us to point out that maybe medical science is catching up to, to God and catching up to Scripture, because uh, uh, these days, of course, we now know mm. that we can detect the... Uh, uh, the beginnings of the circulatory system from around three weeks uh, after conception, um, the heartbeat from about three and a half weeks after conception, mm-hmm. the brainwave of a, of a baby. We now know it has a brainwave, and we can detect that brainwave uh, within yes. four weeks after conception. Yes, yes. Uh, and so it goes on, you know, in terms of uh, uh, ex- uh, external genitalia and uh, and breathing motions or practicing breathing motions, I should say. Um, so it's and really that is already complex, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite ast- yes. astonishing. And this this is from week nine now, when it comes to practicing breathing mm. motions in preparedness for when it is outside of the womb. So, uh, so clearly, hmm. uh, in fact, from conception itself. The sex is already determined uh, from yes, conception, yes. Um, and all the major organs are in place from week eleven uh, after conception, and and uh, and of course the earliest that uh, a child is able to um, uh, to survive outside the womb now is also an interesting question, isn't it? Because now we're talking about uh, uh, around twenty two weeks uh, after gestation yes. or twenty weeks after conception. Um, and the earliest on record I, I learned today was 21 weeks and one day after gestation, which in conception terms, and I hope this is not confusing to any listeners, but in terms of conception, we're talking 19 weeks and one day after conception. Um, that's the record for uh, a premature baby being born right. or being, or rather being uh, removed and surviving and living through. Uh, so really quite astonishing, isn't it? Um, and sometimes yes. we tend to yeah. think to ourselves that we have some kind of extra rights uh, as those who are born mm. and, of course, no. as you mentioned, have a voice. But we ourselves don't fully develop uh, and stop developing uh, physiologically, certainly with the brain, mm. until our mid-20s. Um, so it gives you pause for thought, doesn't it? <laughs> and I'd like to add a thought here. Even before we are formed in our mother's womb, we are already important in God's um, mind. Mm. Uh, see what, what Jeremiah said, uh, bef- uh, according to God, or what God said about Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Before we're even formed, we're already important in the mind of God. Mm. Who are we to stop that life? 
That's a great question. And, uh, you know, I think that's a good question for us to close on. Who are we to cease or to cause the cessation of life? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, though, it is for us to give praise to God for the causation of life and uh, give him thanks for the life that we live and, and hopefully uh, not come between anyone else in the life that uh, that they can live and and are living. And, of course, and again, uh, both the mother and the uh, unborn child uh, are both very precious and uh, God has foreseen and and wanted to spend uh, life with and eternity with each one. And uh, so mm-hmm. what a wonderful God we, we have and what a wonderful God of love. And uh, we, we hope and we pray that no one would find themselves in the position that some, some mothers do uh, for various reasons outside of their own control. Um, but uh, we certainly wish to say on air today that uh, we want to just really be supportive and, and be prayerfully supportive and practically supportive to anyone who finds themselves uh, in, the, uh, in the position of becoming a mother uh, or at least Absolutely. Uh, yeah, having to mm. deal with these sorts of questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, look, we've, we've covered a lot of ground there, haven't we, in a short <laughs> time, but maybe we might have cramped our style with our other topic, which was our focus today. <laughs> so we better hasten towards that. Uh, and uh, just before we do, though, uh, I'd like to uh, just share uh, with you all a, a word uh, from our sponsors. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Hi, I'm Michael, the station director here at Faith FM. Faith FM's almost 11 years old and it's been incredible to see how God has used us to change lives around Australia in every community we reach. I'd like to invite you to partner with Faith FM in supporting and growing your station by giving whatever God calls you to share. You can go to faithfm.com.au slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome back, dear listeners. It's great to have you back with us. And, of course, today's topic on Drive Time Big Q&A is all about life and it's all about health. Uh, and uh, the Bible, physical health and spirituality has been the theme of the week. Today's topic is who owns my body? How important is body image? Uh, you know, sometimes we hear the words, I own my body, I can do what I like. And, you know, body image is all important um, in the minds of, of so many today. Uh, just ask a teenager how many hours they spend in front of the mirror. You'll probably get a bit of an idea as to uh, what uh, how important that is in the minds of uh, so many people today. But uh, I wonder, Ricardo, as we consider this topic, and just a reminder, by the way, too, that we have a free offer, uh, 10 Choices to a Full Life by Katia Reinert. Um, now, that uh, can be yours for... Um, just texting through SA56 to 0488808. That's 0488808, texting through SA56 as your code word. And uh, that free book offer is yours. It will help you beyond the confines of this, uh, this radio program uh, with regards to a full life and health. Uh, so with that, all that in mind there, uh, Ricardo, I wonder, uh, what does the Bible have to share with us on this really important topic of health and life? Okay, um, the Bible has a lot to say on this topic. It is um, probably a lot more common to hear sermons and presentations on different other topics from the Bible, but very seldom do we hear about um, health as in a biblical principle. Um, in fact, um, today many people make the same mistake that Greeks Greek philosophers did thousands of years ago, like Aristotle, Socrates, and Plato, 
because they believe that um, this concept of dualism, which means that your mind or or your your spirit, your your emotions, that is important, but your body is not important, and therefore they devalued their body. You know, they did not look after their body, which is an important element of who we are. Um, the Bible says when when John wrote a letter to a friend of his in Third John. Chapter one, because there's only one chapter there. Verse two, he said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So just as you are good in health, I want you to be good in your soul. Uh, That... There could be some confusion when we talk about soul. What is the soul? Is it something living inside of us? Uh, No, not really. The word soul in this verse comes from the Greek suke, and that is a noun that is used um, ten times in the Gospel of John and two times in the letter of 1 John, for example. So um, it is used ten times in the Gospel of John. Out of these ten times, Six times, and also out of those two times in First John, the two times, I hope I'm not confusing anyone, uh, they refer, uh, that word suke refers to a person's life. So it's not something living inside of us. It, it just means our, our life, mm-hmm. who we are, uh, as something that can be laid down. So um, in, in, in John, the Gospel of, Gospel of John, 1024 and also 1227, the word suke, which is translated as soul, um, is that part of a person where emotions are experienced. In other words, the immaterial part of a person as opposed to his physical existence or or part, you know. Um, So God wants us to prosper in health that is a physical aspect, as well as in our emotions. We need to be healthy in both areas. That is God's will. And um, the reason why God gave these health principles to his people is not to burden us with more regulations. Um, The reason is, I think, described in Deuteronomy 6.24, and also in Exodus 23:25. Let me read these verses. Deuteronomy 6:24 says, "The Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always." You see, it's for our good mm. that He might preserve us alive. If we follow God's principles on health, we will live longer. We will live a happier life. In the same uh, uh, vein, Exodus 23, verse 25 says, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless you, sorry, and he will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the, from the midst of you. Is it that we have these health principles in the Bible? For our own happiness so that we can be healthier. 
that's all. It's not to give us a, an extra set of rules, you know. Mm. And so we, we, we are glad to have a God that actually cares about us like that. Um, another example, Psalm 103, um, verses 2 and 3. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Isn't that nice? That's beautiful. Yes. So if we recognize that God is the God of our bodies, then he will take care of our bodies when we have issues. He's, so to speak, uh, our manufacturer. So he knows how we can be at optimum conditions, right? Just like a, a car manufacturer knows how to keep the car at optimum conditions. Mm. Our creator knows. And, and um, some of he, us take better care of our cars than we do of ourselves, don't we? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yes, that is true. So in the same way as we have a, 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 an op operator's manual, you know, for our cars, we do have a manual for our health, and that is um, the Bible, God's Word. So I'd like to focus on one biblical passage today and 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 start analyzing a few aspects if you take a few lessons from that passage this is first corinthians mm -hmm. chapter 6 we're going to read um verses 12 to 15 and then 18 to 20 i'd like us to see um a few concepts here about uh our bodies you know biblical truths about our bodies mm -hmm. uh, let me read to you these verses first corinthians 6 Verse 12 to 15. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered or controlled by anything. You say, food to the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never, says Paul. Now we go down to verses 18 to 20. It says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. You know the the saying that people use a lot of times, it is my body, I can do whatever I want. Mm. Mm, this is not so when we read the Bible. And then verse 19 and 20 as well, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Wow. That, that, to me, that's very straight. Mm. It is plain. It says, your bodies, in other words, do not belong to you. God made them. So we should honor God with our bodies by taking care of them. By not saying phrases like, it is my body, I can do what I want. It is not our body. God 
created our bodies, and therefore we should take care of them. But um, and furthermore, oh, yes. it's interesting mm-hmm. that you've pointed out there. The text has pointed out that that God actually honors our body so much and cares for it that He's willing to reside within it. To, to make our, our lives his home. It's amazing, isn't it? And I guess Jesus did that, didn't he, when he, was, um, uh, when he, when he came as a little one within the womb of Mary uh, as well. So mm-hmm. you know, in, in many respects, uh, our body uh, is not something which is an afterthought for God. Uh, God came mm-hmm. to redeem our bodies just as much as he came to redeem our minds, emotions, and spirit. Very true, very true. And that's, in fact, one of the lessons that we will take from this passage. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. The body is very important, according to God. Um, and as opposed to these uh, Greek philosophers of old. Mm-hmm. So um, the first lesson I want to point out from this text is, my body belongs to God, right? It is his property, not mine. I don't own it. God does. So he created us. He created our bodies. And he therefore expects us to use it the way he intended for it to be used, in a way that glorifies him. This we take from verses 13 and 19. Remember, we're we're analyzing 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 to 20. Mm -hmm. So verses 13 and 19 uh, prove what I just mentioned, that our bodies belong to God. Uh, Verse 13 says, You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. You see, it's not that I, because it's my body, I can eat whatever I want. Hmm? Um, Oh, wow, that that ruins my dinner plans tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, no. (laughs) God's, actually, God's health principles have a lot to do with what we eat Mm. and drink. It's not just about doing exercises. And no, the, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 2, Eat what is good. Yes. And then in First Corinthians 10.31, it says, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Mm. So it does make a difference. In the, mm. You can go and read the story of Daniel, Daniel chapter 2. It does make a difference what we eat. Um, so, um, yeah, verse 19 said that. Oh, sorry, 13. You know, it's not that we can eat whatever we like. Uh, The rest of verse 13 says, The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. So it's not like I say, because it's my body, I'm going to do whatever I like with it, it, whether it is sexually immoral or not. My body belongs to to the Lord, and so I I need to, to respect it because it's not mine. That is the principle. And then if we jump back the, to, to down to verse 19, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? And then it says, You are not your own. So we are pretty much stewards of our body, the body that God created for us. Uh, interesting. That's against uh, the popular belief that my body, I do what I want. Uh, So the body is important, uh, as opposed to what these Greek philosophers used to teach in the past, as opposed to what a lot of people have to say. Our body uh, is important, and therefore um, we 
are told in the Bible to honor God with our bodies, which is important. Because mm. um, we are, another, after all, fearfully and wonderfully made by God, aren't we? And uh, and to think that He doesn't mm. He doesn't uh, dictate or take control of our body, so to speak. Uh, he allows us to true. make the choice, but He just wants us to partner with Him in good health, doesn't He? Oh yes, yes. We're not forced, but the consequences are uh, pretty bad when we don't do what he says, because everything that he says is is, is for our own good, for our happiness. Yeah. So we don't want to mistreat or abuse our bodies, but uh, no. find out from the the master maker how best to how best to use. Uh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. That is exactly right. He knows best. Mm. So if we trust him, we'll do what he says. Mm. So number one was my body belongs to God. No, I'm not my own. Lesson number two that I find in this verse, Jesus paid for my body when he died for me on the cross. And I'll read, I'll read uh, verses 19 and 20 again. 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. It's interesting, right? We were bought at a price. We're so important. Mm. Uh, the price of the life of God. That's a tremendous price. Mm. And something uh, is only worth whatever someone is willing to pay for it. Mm. Like you may think your house is worth a lot of money, but it's really only worth what the buyers are, are willing to pay for it. <laughs> True. And so sometimes we're forced to, you know, to sell it at a much lower price than we thought. Uh, don't we know it sometimes? <laughs> exactly. And so if we want to know how valuable our life is to God, just look at the cross. Mm. With open arms, you know, nailed to the cross, Jesus was saying, this is how valuable you are to me. Mm. I love you this much. I'd rather die than live without you. And this is this is God. What kept him on the cross was was not the nails, it was his love for us. We are priceless for him, according to him. We're bought at a price. We our bodies don't belong to us. We are we belong to, to God. There's a, a nice illustration, it's a short one though, um about a a boy who made a, a little sailboat, a wood sail, wooden sailboat. He made the sail and everything. And, and that was his favorite toy because he spent a lot of time making it, carving it, doing everything that he needed. And one day he was testing it. He was playing with it um, in a lake. And then the wind blew so hard that it took it away out of his reach and it went far away and he lost it. And so he was crying. He was really sad. And uh, one day he was just walking down the street and he saw on uh, behind the window of one of uh, the sto uh, a toy store, he sees his sailboat, the same one that he made. And he says, I can't believe it. It's, it's there. It's the same one. It's got my marks and everything that I did uh, to it. So he went inside the store and he asked the gentleman uh, at the desk, uh, he said, that, that's my, my sailboat. Can I have it back? He said, no, you're crazy. That's not yours. I'm selling it. And so he was crying again and he didn't know what to do. So he went out and for many weeks, 
he went out and and he started uh, cutting the grass for the neighbors, doing whatever he could, cleaning, washing cars, <clears throat> doing everything he could to earn money. <clears throat> until he was able to to afford enough money to <clears throat> to buy that that boat or the sailboat. So he went back to the store and he bought it. And as he was walking back home, he was holding that little you know, sailboat, he, he talked to it and he said, you belong to me twice because I made you mm. and because I bought you, you see. And I love that illustration because that is exactly the same with God. He made us, therefore we belong to him. And when we were lost, he bought us at an infinite price. Mm. And so we belong to him twice <clears throat> by creation and by redemption. So um, if we are worth dying for, if we are worth the life of God himself, Jesus Christ, don't you think God wants you to take care of your bodies? Oh, I think you're right, uh, brother. Yes, <laughs> so true. He wants us to take good care of ourselves he, he, and our bodies because he, he, he gave everything for us. Exactly. Mm. So, for example, if, if someone buys a Ferrari, uh, that's a, a lot of money. Do you think that person would use cheap fuel or would never take it for service? Mm? <laughs> of course not, right? No. Uh, anyone would protect uh, an investment such as that one, you know. And so the fact is that Jesus has made a big investment in us. He paid an infinite price. He paid for your life with his life, my life with his life. And so he expects us to take care of his investment. That makes sense if we think logically as well. And so as we mentioned in Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14, it says, For you formed my inward parts. parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. There I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, for my soul knows it very well. Um, so that's lesson number two. Jesus paid for my body when he died for me on the cross. Mm. And lesson number one, we belong to him. We, our bodies don't belong to ourselves. Yeah. They are uh, uh, some sort of a, a borrowed, so to speak. We need to take care of it. Now, some, some, listeners, some listeners might be thinking to themselves, well, hang on, I, I thought that I owned myself and can I really trust God uh, to to oversee um, my body or yeah. to, to be the owner of it? And I guess you've really answered that question already though. I just want to, I guess, affirm and, and mm-hmm. uh, underline for the sake of our listeners and everyone tuning in uh, that uh, surely we can trust someone to take good care of us uh, mm-hmm. if, if they have bought us at such a great price like you're saying. I would agree because if, if I find out that someone loves me that much, why would I not trust my life mm. with that person, you know? Mm. Especially if that person is almighty, yeah. all-knowing, <laughs> all-powerful. Not with silver or gold, but with the, yes. their own body, with their own life. Uh, so Very that's true. truly someone we can trust. Definitely. Mm. Lesson number three is God's Spirit lives in us, in our bodies. Mm. Right? That's from verse 19 again, First Corinthians 6 
um, verse 19. It says again, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you received from God? So think about this. If you saw someone damaging a temple dedicated to God, right, a church, wouldn't you consider that a crime? Oh, yes. Of course, right? Mm. But we abuse God's temple, our body, when when we deprive it of proper rest and sleep, mm. when we overeat, when we put too much stress on it, when we fail to take care of it. And um, I understand, you know, the cares of this life are so many mm. that it's easy to neglect uh, taking care of our bodies. But I think it will pay off if we give priority, you know, over other things to take care of our bodies and it will last longer <laughs> mm. as well. Mm. And of course, because it belongs to God, that's that's the main reason we should take care of it. Mm. Now, what happens when the Spirit lives in me? Ezekiel thirty six twenty seven says this, I, that's God's word, I will put my Spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Do you see this as a commandment or as a promise? I, I see, will yeah, put. Yeah, huh? yeah I, I think I know where you're going, but yeah, you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a promise. Right. It's not just like, I yeah. want you to do this and that. When God puts his spirit in me, he causes me to be obedient to him. That's what it says. I'll read it again. I will put my spirit within you and cause you. See, that's the key. And I, I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Huh? It will be like second nature to you because God's spirit will cause us, will move us to be obedient to his commandments, to his judgments. Mm. So that's important. When we receive the Holy Spirit, he will allow us to be obedient to all of his commandments, including the commandments that deal with health. So we find a third lesson there. God's spirit lives in, in our body. Fourth one, God expects me to take care of my body. Well, that's very logical. In um, 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So the question is, um, how do we know what to do, what not to do, what to eat, what not to eat? Well, first of all, the information is in the Bible, right? And we don't have time for that, but you go and search, listeners. Um, for example, Leviticus chapter 11, it's very insightful. Um, but I think the question we should ask ourselves every time we, we do something is, am I going to honor God with what I'm going to do, with what I'm going to see? with what I'm going to eat or dress, with the places that I'm going to visit. Anything we do should honor God. If, and if, if what we do can receive God's blessing, then it may be okay. You know, maybe that's a, a good question to ask. So God expects me to take care of my body. And one more lesson. If we die in Christ, and this is the lesson, I wanted to finish with this one because it brings hope. If we die in Christ, God will resurrect us in a bodily form at his second coming. 
That's why the Bible says that the body is an, a very important part of God's creation. We, without the body, we don't exist. So um, in 1 Corinthians 6, now verse 14, going back to the passage, it says, By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. And that's a beautiful promise. How is he going to raise us? As a ghost, as a spirit? No. With a body, flesh and bones. I'll finish with Philippians 3, verses 20 to 21, to prove this from the Bible. And those verses say, for our citizenship is in heaven. Oh, I thought it was in Australia. But the Bible says it is in heaven. (laughs) That's our home. Um, So our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus is coming from heaven to pick us up to go to heaven because that's where our citizenship is. Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he's able even to subdue all things to himself. Our bodies will be transformed. Why? Because they are corrupted, because they are mortal. We will at the second coming of Jesus, if we are alive when that happens, or if we are dead and are resurrected, our bodies will be different, will be transformed. But we will enjoy bodies that will be perfect, eternal, immortal. No more diseases, no more pain, no more aches. Isn't that wonderful? Mm, what a wonderful promise. Yes. yes. So, But while we wait for the second coming, if we take care of the bodies that God gave us, we will live happy, happier, longer, and we will be more useful for God. And plus, when our brains are healthy, if the brain is healthy, God can communicate with us much easier through the Holy Spirit. Because the way that God talks to us is really through our conscience. Mm. And if our brains are healthy, our communication with God will be much better. Wonderful. I have so, so much uh, packed into what you've shared with us today, Pastor Schaeffer, and uh, I wonder, <clears throat> as we close, uh, is there one final uh, very short uh, thought that you would uh, wish to, to share with us that I guess really summarizes what we've, uh, what we've explored today? Right. Um, I think it's all about trusting God. Even when we do not understand why he asks certain, certain things, If we trust him and obey what he says, maybe one day we'll realize that he was right. Uh, Just test him. Just test him. And, and of course, uh, when we we taste of the Lord, we see that he is good. And uh, so, yeah, let's let's, – Let's uh, just, uh, I guess, step out by faith and and follow his instructions for best life and health, and we'll see that uh, he has uh, the very best in mind for us. And uh, mm. you know, as we as we do close, uh, I wonder if perhaps if we might just uh, close in prayer. Let, let me pray, Father. Thank you so much for uh, this opportunity to share about uh, life and health and strength and how it has come from you. You're the creator, the sustainer, the maker of our lives, and the fact is that you have not just given us life, but you've given it to us twice. Uh, First a creation, uh, then again also at the cross. We thank you for uh, the great price at which you brought us back. And uh, Lord, we know that you want us to have uh, the very best or optimal health that we can this side of heaven, even as we look forward to the day where 
every disease and sickness and and uh, an issue of health will have been resolved, and uh, we know that we'll have uh, a life that is free. Uh, of these things. Uh, So thank you for the health that we have. Help us, Lord, to live in optimal health according to your will. And thank you for hearing our prayer today. We ask this blessing upon Mm. our listeners, and we thank you for uh, our speaker, uh, Pastor Ricardo, today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, uh, Pastor Ricardo. It's been really good to spend Pleasure. this time with you. Uh, always is. And uh, yeah, we uh, we hope that uh, all of our listeners will uh, determine to to choose uh, choose Jesus, choose health, choose life, uh, because He's got our our best uh, in mind from the beginning right through till after the end. All right. We're going to uh, share a word with our sponsors and a uh, final song. Change my heart, O oh God. Don't just change my body. Change my life. Let it start with my heart. Change my heart. Oh God. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, I be.